Welcome back, Cuzzies, to another episode of the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. If this is your first time tuning in to the Coaster Cuzzies, this podcast is where two best friends talk about roller coasters, theme parks, and shenanigans. Your hosts for this show are Coaster Bro and Theme Park Stud. On today's episode, the Cuzzies are on the road trip again. We back, son. We back. We are going to a slew of different parks. Can't not name off the top of my head right now because we got that many parks coming at you. So stay tuned and listen to that Cuzzies in your ear. Yo, 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 Coaster Bro. What to do, my Ding dude? Bong. What's up, baby? How you doing? I'm good. You ready to hit this road trip? We're going on six different parks, I think it is. Six different six day. Oh my gosh. It's a crazy episode. Cause so so what's kind of unique about these six parks is they're all parks that you wouldn't go to by yourself. Like you wouldn't just this is, none of these are destination parks. But when you put all six together, it's a real sexy trip. So real uh, sexy trip. Excited to be on it. Um one thing I do want to note, good to have you back from the Hooters. We talked about that in the last episode. One thing yeah. we forgot to mention, we traded you off for Jeff. So Jeff is now at that Niagara Falls Hooters and is yep. going to get his Canadian, um, what is it, citizenship? Burger King credit. Oh, yeah, he's getting his yeah. dual citizenship. He's also going to get the Burger King credit. I was telling him how much fun it is. So we decided to uh, swap places. So I'm back on the trip. He's staying in Canada. And uh, yeah, enjoy the Hooters. Is what it is, baby. So uh, yeah. But before yes. we get into this trip, I think you went on a little day trip yourself, correct? I, I did. Yes. Thanks for noticing theme parks, Dad. I went, uh, my wife and I just kind of last minute were just like, you know what? We are going to commit to the Silver Dollar City season pass for next year. And I've done a little research on what would be kind of our best deal and what we can do if we go down there and do their Christmas event, do a day trip, you know, it's like $75 a ticket before we leave, we just upgrade for next year. So it would just be an additional $60 to just go ahead and have the pass. So that's what we did. That's awesome. uh, Yeah, it was pretty dope. So uh, we left probably, oh, a little bit too late. Uh, so here's the goal. There's there's one new credit down there, and I forget the name of Copperhead Mountain Coaster or something, which is oh, a you're new talking ma- about not at not at Silver Dollar City, but in mm-hmm. yes, in Branson. Yeah. I know you're talking about new- Silver Dollar City. I was like, what? I was like, new <laughs> time traveler is not that new. Um, honestly, though, it's so close to the park. It's, it's a five minute drive to the park, and it's called copper mountain coaster or whatever you know that big oh, yeah. tower that you see in branson and you always wonder what the hell that is yeah it's yeah. kind of off in the mountains i think so it's super big like you can see it from time traveler station i'm sure if i was like i just can't picture it on top of my head but i'm sure I'm like oh yeah next time i'm down i'm like that's the one yeah so you'll do that but uh it's five minutes from the park and they have like zip lines and they have it's it's an adventure course like high ropes course and um they have all sorts of other, they have like a train and, and during christmas time they do like a drive through light thing so it's yeah. actually this really cool attraction and probably the lamest part of it is their mountain coaster <laughs> <laughs> uh, so That's went in there got 
yeah, I got my ticket and like, I was like, all right, let's get this credit. Um, but it's open before Silver Dollar City is right now because Silver Dollar City is open from like one to nine, or at least it was on this day. And I was like, all right, so let's just roll up, um, maybe shoot for noon, pull up, get that credit in, and then head to the park. Um, long story short, we got there quite a bit later, <laughs> but there's no wait for the coaster. So we ride it. And um, the coaster itself, I mean, when you're when you're comparing mountain coasters, I don't know. I, it's hard to tell the difference between them. Yeah, I said it. Okay, like they're all pretty much the same. It's the same yeah, experience. I, I don't ever ride them enough where like it'd be different if I rode like, multiple ones throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then I could maybe compare them. But the times I ride them, it's been so long in between the last time I rode one. Yeah, they all kind of feel the same. They're fun. Yeah. Um, I'm not hating on them. They're great. They hit that niche perfectly. And especially like it did great. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really know the difference between them. The only time I can tell the difference is like, wow, that one was really short compared to this one. Yep. Yeah. Or that one might have run a little bit more intense than the other one. But they're so close that like when I rank them, they're all kind of in that ch- same chunk. And then they, you, know, you just kind of try to rank them from there. Uh, this one is definitely my least favorite, though. You could definitely tell <laughs> that the speed was low. Um, it kind of relied on this like low speed um, freaking S bank turns like crazy. And it, there's like one good moment where there's a helix that you get a really good view of like the mountains. And that's, that's about it. <laughs> it's, it's one that um, the lift is at the end. So you're at the top of the mountain, then you go down and then it brings you back up. So I guess that was unique, but yeah, but I've been on one of those that are very similar to that. Like the one at, mm-hmm. Glenwood Springs is like that. True. And yeah. that one was better, I think, a little yeah. bit better. I thought so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, I am happy that it's there. And I think it's definitely an attraction to visit. Like you could, you could spend a couple hours at whatever this, that the attraction is called. I don't remember the fucking name of it. Um, but it, the draw of it is that it is five minutes from the park. So if you're, if you're going to visit Silver Dollar City, you might as well get the credit in. Like drop eighteen dollars and ride it once. Yeah, I'll never go back. Credit. I mean, I don't mind getting. I mm-hmm. still get all the other ones in Branson. So with the one other one, how many of them? There's there's now three mountain coasters okay. in Branson. I don't have yeah. any of them in Branson. So. Well, um, the other two are a little bit better. Yeah. I still love the Runaway Mountain Coaster better. I remember it being just more intense, a little bit more wild. Maybe that's what we should do next time we're down there. We actually ride all three of them in the same day and kind of go. Ooh, maybe so. Maybe yeah. you do that and I just facilitate talking <laughs> to you about it. <laughs> I'll give my honest opinion. Like, yeah, that part was a little bit more faster. I don't know what this is called, but that that's cool. <laughs> I don't really want to drop, you know, 50 some dollars on mountain coasters I've already written. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, I, I don't mind being the guinea pig for that. So there you go. Credits and uh, yeah. I'll film you. I'll make a video or something. It'll be yeah. great. I just don't want to make that my 300th. Um, so I need to mm. do first before I do that for my 300th. So very much agree. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then we went to silver dollar city. I forgot about that part. Um, <laughs> so we probably rolled up um, at a, a little bit after one at, at the mountain coaster place. And then we showed up and we did, we went day trip on a Sunday. So we were like, okay, Saturdays are crazy during this time. And this was like December. I don't know if it was 12th. I'm not looking at a calendar, but it was, it was last. Yeah. yeah December 12th is correct. If it was last it was Sunday, there we go. So yeah. we went on the 12th 
and we're like, it's Sunday. So, you know, we'll go before the lights turn on and it won't be that bad. Um, and my original plan was like, let's get time traveling. Cause I've only ridden that once it was the time I was with you. And it was great. And fantastic. Yeah. And people are talking about that, like being a top 10 coaster now. So I'm like, I gotta go back and give that another shot. Cause I loved it, but I didn't know it was that great. Um, so we get there and I, I was wanting to get there at open, go straight to time travel. Cause I knew there'd be a wait. And we got there way too late. Everyone was showing up at the same time. We went there hour and a half wait. Damn. Yeah. So as we got in line, I was like, okay, Brittany, we should expect to wait probably 45 minutes for this. Are you okay with that? And turns out they were only operating one train. Six, 16 people on a train. <laughs> it crawled. Um, so like, honestly, that was half of our part time because we, we had to leave about five or six to get back. Um, and we got out of there and it's like, fuck. Okay. Um, let's go check out Outlaw Run. We got on the app and it was like, so well, wait, hold fit. up, hold up, hold up. Wait, did you ride it? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, okay. Okay. So we, we were in a bad mood and we, we rode it. Like, we were just like, God, why did we do this? We rode it. We got off and we we're like, holy shit, that was worth the wait. Awesome. Yeah. It's that ride is so good. It's like a perfect attraction. So, you think it's top 10? I would have to relook at my top 10, but um, okay. I think it's, I think it could easily, if somebody puts it in their top 10, I'm not mad at it. Like I get it. I respect that now, now that I've written it again. Um, and the reason being, it's such a perfect attraction. It hits a perfect spot of like family coaster, but like unique experience and is going to freak the GP out because <laughs> it's not an intense ride by any means. It's very smooth and enjoyable. It doesn't spin too much. Like it hits a perfect spot. And um, I think one of my favorite things about it is when you're just riding with complete strangers and you're going through a vertical loop and you're seeing this person's reaction. And then you're going through a, you know, a corkscrew looking thing or zero G, I guess it was. And uh, you're seeing somebody else's reaction. And I think that's part of the fun. I think it's, um, you know, people say that they would rather it be a free spin, but for me, I think they intentionally rotate those. So when you're going through inversions, you're interacting with new people or you're hitting this one forward. And it's just like, it's beautifully engineered. It really is. Now That's they need awesome. more fucking trains for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand how you spent, cause they spent like 24 million or something on that. Like, why did that not come with another train? I know, I know one was out like being worked on, but when you're open year round, you should have like a backup train in my opinion for such a popular ride, but you know, it was, it's good. It's good. Like I can't wait to get back. And, um, I think the plan will always be, we got to get there before open if we want to ride this thing and, uh, not wait astronomical wait times. But yeah. so after that, we got out and we're like, okay, it's kind of, kind of a busy day. What do we do next? I, I we downloaded the app while we were online and Outlaw Run showed a 15 minute wait. We got there 45 minutes. So we're like, Oof. like we just waited in line for an hour and a half. Last thing I want to do is a 45 minute wait. And we only really have time. Like if we would have wrote it, that was our last, that would have been our last thing. Um so actually before that, we did ride the dark ride. Um what is that shooting dark ride? The uh, flooded mine. 
yeah. which was fun. It, it was pretty good. They need they need to upgrade their shooting system on it because it's that's probably the worst part of the ride. But it's unique. It's fun. And there was like a ten minute wait for that one. So we we did ride that after Time Traveler, and then we went to Outlaw Run and said nope. So we kind of did a lap around the park, and it was still light out, but we wanted to see the lights. So you could still like it's shaded enough to where you can like see the lights and kind of get a general vibe of it. Then we're like, okay, let's let's get some lunch then. Um, so we stopped by a skillet place, which was the only skillet like all the lines for all the food stands, like probably thirty minute waits, like really clogging up midways or wrapped around buildings for cinnamon bread. It was just like fuck, like we everything we want to do here is going to take at least half an hour, so. We kind of did a lap and just checked things out. And then I was like, well, um, Thunderation's at a 30-minute wait. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hit Thunderation and get out of here. So we did. And Thunderation is great. The The mine goes through there. That's a good um, one. Yeah, a 30-minute wait for that? Uh, it, was cl- it was probably a 20. <laughs> but um, Mark, it was posted 30. And um, we rode that. And we're like, okay, let's go upgrade our pass, get out of here. Um, we did that, and then I was looking for a mug for coffee with Coaster Bro, in like that last store, the big one. Yeah, so you're like, there's got to be some like ride specific merchandise there. Every mug I found was like, love Jesus, God is <laughs> in this house. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Like, fuck, I don't want any of these mugs. <laughs> like, where's the time traveler mug? Where's the outlaw run mug? And I was just like, okay. This is not my day, so so let's just uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. So we um, made our three and a half hour drive back to Kansas City. Nice, but, but hey, you got a good deal on the pass, and you did get on some rides, some good ones. Yeah, and um, I realized I hadn't been to Silver Dollar City since I think 2018, winter 2018, maybe because 2019 you and I tried to go, but it was like one of those days where they were. It was, it was either a terrible weather day. I think that's what it was. We we yeah we rode we up to the park. We rode up on the trams, saw what was closed, and everything, everything. was closed because it was super foggy that day. Yeah, and like cold and rainy. Yeah. So uh, we ended up not going. So it was just weird to go back. So we got our passes that, though. And go, going back to that day, I I mean, yeah, we pulled up and yeah, everything was closed. I mean, I don't think any coaster was open except like maybe like. Like fire in the hole or something like that. Maybe yep. one, maybe duration, maybe I don't remember. I think it was. But I was. I know you were like dead set and going. I was like, oh man, if he really is gonna make us like buy a seventy dollar ticket for nothing open, like yep. flat rides and stuff. And I was like, oh, thank God that you were like, no, it's not. <laughs> I think it was a moment where you're like, I just need to be inside of a theme park. Yeah, really to do this. And I was like, I don't want like if we're not getting on any of these rides, it's not. <laughs> I mean, look around. So much is great. In itself. Yeah, but it's not $75 great for exactly <laughs> a ride lineup where all your coasters are closed. So yeah. Yeah, there was no way I was gonna make you do that. And even even I pulled up, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not dropping 75 for this. We had so. a filthy casual Kyle, he drove down just for that as well. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up drinking in the uh BNB instead, which was much more fun. But um, yeah, so that was my day trip, but you you went on a little trip yourself. I did. Not not a theme park related trip, but I did go um, on a trip. And Ooh. 
So yeah, basically I went out to Salt Lake City, Utah, or more specifically Ogden, Utah. And uh, one of my friends, Shelby, was turning 30 years old. So we went out there. Uh, her boyfriend's family had a, um, a, a cabin out there that we uh, went out to and stayed. And we did a, a like a death to her 20s kind of uh, birthday party. Um, and so it was, it was uh, me, um, them, my friend Clark, and uh, Shelby's friend Chloe. So we kind of was like a small group of us of five. And uh, we kind of just made the weekend of it. And uh, we were uh, the first time we were uh, we were picking up everyone from the airport. And we all kind of arrived at different times. And we were driving to Salt Lake City and to the airport. And while we drove by, they pointed over and they're like, Dan, do you know that theme park? And I was like, I do know that theme park. That's Lagoon. I was yeah. telling them all about it. And they were kind of like, like taken aback. I was like, because they knew these people, they know I like theme parks. They know I'm on, on Costa Cuzzies and stuff like that. But they didn't realize how, like, even though I'm the fan of this group, that I still kind of know my stuff. And I've also been to that park. So, um, so I was kind of telling about Cannonball and, um, and all that kind of stuff. So it was a good time. Um, we, um, we also, while we we're there, minus our birthday party, we also went snowboarding, which is like nature's roller coaster. Let's put it out there like that. Uh, it was my time. And let's just say, if, uh, if it was nature's roller coaster, they had those trim brakes way too hard because I was just stopping and crashing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Eating shit every run. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really flowing and getting those uh, G's as I would want. Um, but actually, uh, as it went on, it went pretty good. And the place we went to, because it was actually right when it started, um, it was kind of right at the beginning of the winter season. They've also had kind of a weird winter, so they haven't had a ton of snow. Um, and we were like up in the mountains. That's where we kind of stayed. And um, um, there was a few of the resorts were opening. And the one we were going to go to, um, unfortunately, was only taking pass holders. And we weren't, you know, we weren't going to buy a pass or anything. Uh, so we found another place that's kind of like a – Kind of like a, I don't know, it's it's called Woodward. It's kind of, they're all over the, like, at ski resorts sometimes. They kind of focus on, like, doing, like, like ramps and rails and kind of, like, more of the extreme kind of trick side of things. But they had some runs open, um, or they have runs there. But unfortunately, on this day, it was their first day operating. It was also their second birthday. They only had one run that was open. It wasn't really beginner-friendly. Um, but Ooh. it was a good time. Um, you know, again, I Kind of took me a little bit to get used to it. Towards the end of the night, I started to kind of get my bearings a little bit. I still have a lot of room to go. They also had snow tubing there. And so we were able to do that as well. They also had like an indoor area that had like some skating rinks. They had a parkour area and they had trampolines with a foam pit. So we got the all access ticket because it was only 30 bucks more than the lift ticket. And that included the snow tubing. But it also included two hours in the indoor area. So we were able to kind of do that as well. So um, we had some funny... Uh, I, okay, Christopher, have you ever been on one of those, like, jumped in one of those foam pits or anything? I um, I want to say at a like a haunted attraction in Atlanta, Netherworld, they they mm-hmm. had like a foam, like a traveling foam. Are you talking about like bubbles? No, I'm talking about like the like you kind of see like the BMXers. They kind of like oh wait, no, like uh maybe at a gym, like yeah, a gymnast like, uh, place. Yeah, yeah, one of those, dude. I was a. Did you not know in third grade I was a fat gymnast? Okay, yes, I did know that, but I'm yeah, talking about I your adulthood. Have you jumped at one of those? I have not. Not my adulthood. Oh, that <laughs> thing is like a pit of death. <laughs> we we went down it because I was like, you know, I've always wanted to jump in one of these foam pits. Like I wasn't really about it because I, you know, I was like, hey, I'm already. I had to like strip off all my snow gear because I'm wearing like snow pants and all the yeah. and stuff. 
And so I was like, and I'm going to be jumping around. It's hot in here. Like, I don't want to get all super sweaty. Then go back outside and get freezing cold again because I'm sweaty on the inside. But I was like, you know what? I, when I'm going to have the opportunity to jump in the foam pit? So that's true. So we get on a trampoline. I, like, do a flip into it. And um, and this thing was the hardest thing to get out of. Like, I was like, <laughs> life over here trying to get out of this foam pit. And yeah. it took me about like five minutes and these kids are jumping and getting out, but like the heavier you are, the, the heavier, like farther you sink in and yep. traction, you're kind of like swimming through these blocks of bone <laughs> to get over to the side. But then oh, right after great. that, my friend Clark does it and he's a bigger guy and he tried to do a flip himself. And the way he got the trampoline was just like so awkward and it just kind of like catapulted him forward. And then he still kind of flipped out of it. And he got into the foam pit. And I mean, he struggled. He was in it for like 10 minutes. Kind of get- <laughs> and it was a point where I looked down and I like, I saw a look on a fear in his eyes. Like he's, about- yeah, it was hilarious. Um, I couldn't. Saw- <laughs> and I actually, we, we got it on video and we made a gif of him going off the trampoline. Cause it was that funny. Oh um, man. So, uh, yeah. Good times. But anyways, um, it was a cool place. The snow tubing was fun. It was actually the longest snow tubing place in Utah. So we were able to kind of hit that. So even though it wasn't really a real ski resort, um, we actually got pretty lucky and it was cheaper than what we would have spent on a ski resort. And we got the snow tubing included. So it was kind of a win-win. It was a great day um, and it was a fun trip. But yeah, and then on the way to the airport, I drove by Lagoon again. So it was kind of cool seeing it, even though it was closed and stuff. I, I think it was closed. I didn't see anything operating. They, yeah, they don't do any uh, holiday events. They, they do yeah, Halloween. I didn't think and they did. Like, and it's it's it was pretty cold. It was, there was a ton of snow. I don't think they would have been able to operate anything if they could have just based off the temperature with the hydraulic fluid and whatnot. So. Wow. Big hydraulic fluid guy. Why are you nice to work with some coasters here and there? You're in hydraulic fluid. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I just dabble on it a little bit, you know. Um, well, I'm, uh, I'm glad you got some to... trips. I think we need to continue this trip. We do, yes. We're finally out of fucking Canada, and it is time for one of the weirdest stops of our trip. Like I said earlier in the show, these are six parks with like maybe two coasters in each park. None that you would go to just on your own, but there is a run of really unique, quirky parks here, and um, I had to study all of them, which is odd. This is this is a part of the part of the u.s i haven't been to these are all parks that i need to get to at some point and um it, it's kind of fun because this is almost like as i was researching i realized this is like a different brand of amusement park where it's just yeah. it's all like kitty story like storybook land like <laughs> um parks and there's all sorts of weird theming around them with some unique coasters so our first stop is actually, I don't even know what state it's in at this point, Santa's Village, New Jefferson, New Hampshire, according to their website. New Hampshire, yes. Did you even know that it had a fucking theme park? And I I had no reason to go to New Hampshire, but now I kind of have one. Now you kind of have one. Yeah, kind of have one. So uh, as we're going through this, I know you and I are probably going to be referencing the website quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is just fine. But um, to bring up their coasters, oh, actually the history. Um, I'm going to give you some bite-sized history here because I am no history expert, and these are all bite-sized parks to begin with anyway. Mm-hmm. Santa's Village, 
Built in the heart of the White Mountains, Santa's Village was the creation of Mr. and Mrs. Du Bois, who created the park in 1953. Wow. And you'll never guess this theme park, Stud, but they were inspired to make this park after they looked at a deer crossing sign. And they thought to themselves, yes, a deer crossing sign. They were like, wait a second. This right here in Jefferson, New Hampshire. This is where all the reindeer, all the reindeer could totally live. So the whole idea is that Santa and his reindeer just kind of live in Santa's village, which kind of thought it was the North Pole. Um, yeah, I kind of thought that too. So maybe this is like their vacation home. I don't really know, <laughs> but. Um, it is kind of a fun idea, so we'll roll with it. Uh, they have two coasters to kind of mention. The first, um, probably their most legit roller coaster, is called Rudy's Rapid Transit, and this is a Zaire Tivoli. I don't, I don't know theme park stuff. If you've ever ridden something like this, huh? you have not been to Mall of America, right? Yeah, I don't think I've been on something like this. There's also one of these, um, I think Harley Quinn is what it's been recently called. I don't, know, I don't know if that's still the coaster's name at Six Flags Great Adventure. But this is like those family coasters with the incredibly long trains. 20 cars, like single seat trains, so 20 cars attached to each other. And um, it's just kind of a drawn out couple of helixes. Um, the coaster's height is like 26 feet tall, top speed of 22 miles an hour. And it is a fun-looking attraction. And I can tell you, these are kind of guilty pleasures of mine. I got to say this real quick. I'm on the, the attractions page. Yeah. My first photo that they have is just this super blurry. <laughs> in, follow these two kids in the front row. You can't even see one of their faces. It's, it's cropped off there. You just see his like mouth. Super blurry. You see the other kid. And then you go to the next photos, like, awesome like shot of a family perfectly clear ride beautiful yeah. and i was like why do they put this blurry one as their top photo like <laughs> must have just like always been there and then they're just like you know what um yeah the other ones are high quality probably had like a, some kind of media day nope this other one just looks like they've got it off of like someone's like <laughs> old zenga account or something like that it's like, is this kid uh, drinking a beer at a local bar now? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. And then the other coaster here does win an award for um, an incredibly awesome name. Poogie Penguins Spinout. This coaster <laughs> opened in 19, nope, 2016. And uh, this is your general SBF Visa Spinner, um, just with a real hilarious name. Um and that's their second best. That's their second coaster here, period. So kind of the general theme you're going to see here is very much family friendly, very much kids parks and yeah. adults can ride some stuff. Now, uh, where this park does kind of pick up some steam a little bit, they do have some pretty decent flat rides and just kind of unique other attractions. So my favorite on the list that I think I would actually enjoy the great humbug adventure. 
And uh, I did watch an in the loop video um, kind of on this park. So I could get a general vibe of what this place looks like. And um, I think it was in the loop legend was there and they rode the great humbug in 2019. And he said, wow, this is a great idea for a ride. It's kind of a, like a Christmas. What is it? A Christmas story. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, but basically there's bugs and those they're the humbugs and you shoot the humbugs. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and uh it seems kind of wacky but since that video in 2020 they have gone in and renovated it with uh four passenger vehicles new scenery new target system new scoring so it actually does look like it would be a legit ride and the idea behind it is so unique and so funny that i think it would be uh one of the top attractions of this park for sure like i would not skip that um just to say that i've ridden it other attractions include the Red Hot Racers, which is hilarious. So to describe the Red Hot Racers, you get in this raft and it looks like the raft is a raft to a slide, right? Oh, like a water slide that you would get yeah. to one person. And when you pull out and look at it, it's just a little tiny, I don't know, maybe 20 foot run of a water slide and it's completely flat and then there's just two of them next to each other so it just, it's just a race <laughs> it's a water slide race um and i love the idea we're talking about this grade is probably like four <laughs> percent yeah it's i mean i wouldn't even be surprised if it was zero it's <laughs> it's just there like a video of some adult on there it's just like why are you on this thing yeah so um when we talk about unique attractions that's about as unique as it gets. Why does that exist? Um, don't question it. Just ride it. It looks super fun. Like if we went with the boys, it would just be fun to lap this thing a couple times and race each other and have like a racing tournament or something. Yeah. Um, but Red Hot Racers and then another hilarious name, YouTubing. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I was like, great name. Great name, YouTubing. The kids will love it. So basically it's a sled hill, but it's a year round sled hill that has like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I know you and I saw it at IAPA like advertised, but it's like a, it's like a plastic that like simulates with the tube and it feels like a snow hill. Yeah, so, actually, uh, I, I went on one of these when I was in, uh, St. Martin, actually, when I was down oh, shit. In the Caribbean, they had one there and uh it was pretty fun actually so yeah it has like some kind of like it's it looks like almost like milk crates just kind of put down on us and yeah it's it's hard like i mean if i didn't if i wasn't in the tube you're gonna get straight the hell up like (laughs) but um it's actually pretty fun and you go pretty fast on them i'm not gonna lie uh i was flying down that hill dope man and uh, yeah, so those are kind of the main attractions. But what's unique about the park? It all it has like that Santa theme. So you have like the chimney drop as one of their kitty drop towers. Um, another example, let's see, Santa's Express train, where it's a train ride around the park, and it's Santa's Express. And another one I like to point out the Skyway the Skyway sleigh, which is basically a monorail that goes around, but you're in Santa's sleigh. So, like, the theme is it's pretty solid. Um, 
The question is, if you were on a theme park road trip, would this make the cut? I think it just depends on the location and the routes we're taking. Like, yeah. I, I hate, I don't know. Like, it'll be, it all kind of depends on how far out of the way it's going to be. Like, if it's, mm-hmm. if it's like more than two hours, I'd say no for sure. And even under two hours, that'll be kind of difficult. So, yeah. I think the only way I would go there is if it was paired up with this next park, theme park said. We're going to Storyland. 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 Trying to figure out what city that one's in. Maybe you could help me a little bit. I can't find it on the website. Storyland. Okay. I don't even know. I should have the map up. Let me set the cookies. Yeah, set your cookies. Glen, New Hampshire. It's the New Hampshire. Okay, so there's your answer. Two yeah. new parks in New Hampshire. It's New Hampshire's best children's amusement park. Holy shit. Taking world. a shot. Taking a shot. Okay, so I will say this one has a little bit better of a coaster lineup, a little bit more interesting. So, wait. We got to go back. We got to rewind. I forgot to talk about the food at Santa Land. <laughs> yeah. We got to go back to Santa's Village. Storyland, you can wait. You can wait. Sorry, village. (laughs) I know you're you're cocky and you think you're better than this other place, but we got to talk about their food and drink over at Santa's Village, okay? (laughs) All right. I found three restaurants that are worth it. Burger Meister Food Court, which is kind of like their main food court area. Mm, Salads, sandwiches, burgers, chicken, and fries. A little bit of everything for you. And by the way, we're not going to have any revolutionary food joints here. All right. Number two, we got Frosty's Freezer Homemade Ice Cream. And what I love about this particular location is they do have some Christmas-themed ice cream. One of my favorite flavors I saw, the Zingaling, which is a certain kind of coffee flavor. So you drink coffee, you get a little zing from it, call it the Zingaling. And then frozen hot chocolate, which is basically cooked fudge, but it's, you know, it's, I don't know, it's hot chocolate, but it's cold chocolate. So I don't even know what you would call it there. I think cold chocolate. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. Okay. And then the last restaurant to bring up the Polar Espresso, which is a great name. Ooh, that is a good name. Yeah, so that is where you can go to get your your coffee, your hot chocolate, pretzels, and you can get your nuts. Get these nuts at a Polar Espresso. All right, now we can go to Storyland. Let's go to Storyland. All right, Storyland, best best Storyland is the best park in New Hampshire. So let's let's see why they claim that. Said best Um, children's park. Which is very specific. Every park in New Hampshire is a children's park. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Storyland was a park built by Bob and Ruth. Kind of sounds like Babe Ruth. Anyway, moral. And they uh, they opened Storytown in 1954. In 1954, they operated that for one year. And then they had to change their name a year later because in Upstown, New York, Uptown, New York, there was a story town there. So like, shit, we got to change our name or we'll get sued. And they didn't have the internet back then. So how are they supposed to know? 
Um, so the next year they, they changed their name to Storyland. Um, when the owners died, it was actually sold to Kennywood in 2006. And then in 2009, as we all know, Kennywood was bought by Parque Reanudos, which is basically Palace Entertainment in the U.S. And um, so when they bought Kennywood, they also bought this park because they bought the company. So started out as a family park, and now you're kind of looking at a, a weird chain park that is um, kind of like Idlewild is, I guess, both children's um you know family parks so i guess there's i guess there's a couple in the chain like that but it's just weird to think that this is a chain park yeah but anyway um the main reason that enthusiasts do come to this park is for their wooden roller coaster which is called rorosaurus rorosaurus and it was built in 2014 and is a gravity group roller coaster um, this was kind of one of the first few I remember of Gravity Group's children style, family style roller coasters that are really aggressive. <laughs> so you've got a, a forty a forty foot height, and the, the uh, max speed is thirty three miles an hour. But this is like one of the coaster types that I still haven't ridden, and I don't know how that is. Um, you know, I've ridden, oh, what is it? Mind blower in, um, at fun spot. Yeah. And I did not like that ride at all. I did not like it either, but this is a small version. So I'm like, maybe, maybe this, this would be good. I don't know. But, um, they got like a tunnel on there The the front car is like a triceratops. It's a great theme, I guess. If dinosaurs has anything to do with this park. Who knows? But I know some people that have snuck this ride into their top 50 before. So definitely worth it. Interesting. And then the next coaster I actually think is like more interesting than, than um, Rorosaurus is the polar coaster. We're not talking about the one that was going to be built in Orlando that never happened. No, this one, this is the actual polar coaster. So it's been operating since 1987 and the make is a Hopkins ride, but their trains were built by Morgan. It looks like a Morgan roller coaster. It, like if you ask me, it looks like a hyper coaster that is like 30 feet tall yeah. and is also a wild mouse. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is interesting. Yeah, it's just um, a blue roller coaster. It goes like the little takes you to the top of the hill. And then you like switch back and forth like a wild mouse would, except for there is a little bit of banking. You hit some sort of a mid-course brake run. There's a helix, and then you're done. So this thing's not making your top 100, but it is It is cool. It is cool. It is cool. <laughs> All right. Some other rides that you can find here at Storyland. As I pull up the attractions to discover the park so they do have a bamboo shoots which is a log flume which apparently is one of their best attractions uh, mostly for the trains you've got you're riding in like a bamboo stick bamboo shaft what would you call that 
and there is a panda in the front that's just like real scared that's like inside the bamboo which makes no sense but um here it's a pretty good log flume the next attraction to bring up cinderella's pumpkin coach (laughs) so when you're talking about a um a theme park that is themed to fairy tales makes a lot of sense so what happens on this is you have a horse-drawn carriage except for those horses are fake fiberglass and it's actually just motorized. <laughs> and then in the back is uh, the pumpkin. Like if you're a Cinderella, you'd be in that pumpkin coach. And then it like drives you to a castle. Huh. And, and then they drive you back. So that is a, <laughs> that's a highlight attraction. Where else can you do that theme park stud? That's true. One thing I want to point out on their website, so they have, you know, when you're looking up the attractions on here, you could just different filters, you could kind of filter them by, and they have intensity ratings, um, and they have, like, three intensities. They have intense, which is one, which is, they only have Rorosaurus coaster on that, and then they have moderate section. But my favorite one of them all is when, instead of it being, like, like, like you know, low or anything like that, they call, they call the other attractions soft. Like, soft. Soft. <laughs> oh, that's soft great. Ride. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, actually just rounding off my top five at this park is one of the soft attractions. <laughs> and um, it's called the Antique German Carousel. So this is actually one of the more unique carousels I've ever seen because it, it spins, right? And usually on a traditional carousel, you go up and down. There's a little mechanical device. You, your thing goes up and down. Or they're stationary, right? Yeah. With this one, it's neither. You manually rock back and forth. So you you are instructed to rock your horse um, while you go through this ride. So, like, I would definitely have to try that out. Yeah, they're on rockers. Yeah, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, like, when you watch a video of it, it's just like, why is everybody... I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think even, like when in an amusement park people try to do that um i guess on a boat ride i don't know but you have it there's your top five at storyland any of those um let's just say we're on we're on a trip and these two parks are paired together would you do them both in the same day would it be worth it if they're how close are they together do do you know off the top of your head you're gonna have to google that boy i think it's like um i bet it's like an hour to two tops I mean, I feel like you could drive border to border in New Hampshire in like an hour. <laughs> yeah, I say if they're an hour apart from each other, yeah. If they're more than an hour apart, because like there and back, that's going to be like if it's two hours, that's a four hour commitment right there. And I, if, I, if it's mm-hmm. an hour apart, I'll be down. Mainly, definitely Storyland over Santa's Bridge. Um, you know, the two coasters look a little bit more fun than the others. Mm-hmm. Other one. Um, but to be kind of, I think it'd be neat to check out. One thing that um, Storyland also has, they do have a Dinosaurs Live or Rap Rap Tour Safari, which sounds like you're going on a rap tour because that's how it's spelled. Rap Rap tour. tour. But no, it's Yo, yo, yo. (laughs) Over here, we got a Stegosaurus on his head. (laughs) It's soft, though. Don't worry, guys. It's soft. (laughs) The rap skills are soft. The, <laughs> our raps are not hard. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, if I'm in the area, I got it's hard. Like, I'd have to see. It's tricky. Like, if mm-hmm. they're other and I'm already in this area, yeah. But if I'm not, I don't know. But, well, I'm, what if I added food? Maybe, maybe the food will be the what locks maybe. you in here. I'm about to look at these on a map. While you look up the food, I'm gonna look up a map. Okay. So, uh, looked up a little bit earlier, my three top restaurants here. Um, what's kind of unique is that they don't shy away from like having outside vendors come in and operate like local restaurants will come in and operate a, a branch inside of Storyland, which is pretty sweet. Um, so one of them is called the Poblano Cantina, and this is operated by Rafiki's Mediterranean. So it's just a Mediterranean restaurant in Storyland, which I don't think I would expect. They have falafels. They have hieros, gyros, gyros, whatever you say, and more. So that's pretty cool. A little Mediterranean restaurant. Don't see that very often. The next one, we got the Flying Carpet Sandwich Oasis, operated by Teddy's Lunchbox. They've got wraps there, sandwiches, and some gosh dang quesadillas. And then there's also a Dunkin' Donuts, which I very much appreciate. I want my coffee fix. And um, if I can have a great donut with that, I think anytime I see a Dunkin' Donuts in a park, I'm going to want a coffee and a donut. Okay. Okay. Those are my top three. Did you get the Google done? Yeah. So Santa's Village and Storyland are we're just an hour apart. So not too bad of a drive, about 43 miles. Um, you are driving through the mountains, though, so it'd be a pretty drive, it looks like. So uh, that's... That's what four coaster credits in yeah. that area. And honestly, I don't know if you looked up any other. There's a lot of these like mountain resorts around here. I don't know if there's any. Wow, look at you. That was my next thing. Yes, there are two mountain coasters also in this area. So when you pair all this stuff together, it's an expensive day, but <laughs> there is six credits. <laughs> so they do have the, oh my gosh, Adiash. What's the name of these mountains? Adiash Mountain Resort. Yeah, that's has a mountain really, coaster. Really close to Storyland. I'm talking probably like 10 minutes away from Storyland. Both of these are. Okay. So um, you've got that. And that actually, depending on how you count them, they have a mountain coaster. They also have an alpine slide, which Those I don't know cool. that I would ever ride an alpine slide. They're actually a lot of fun. I've been on one before. Would you count those in your coaster credit? No, I would not count it as a credit, but I would definitely, it's, I, it's definitely a, a fun. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't count them as a coaster credit by any means. Um, it's hard to explain, but I wouldn't either. Yeah, it's, it's more of like a um, slide. Yeah, it's like a slide essentially. And With like wheels. Most of the time, most of them I've been on, they, uh, you don't take the lift up like it's kind of already there. Oh. Kind of walk up where you, you take the one I went on, it was in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, yeah. um, over Ober, uh, Gatlinburg, that was what it's called. And you took oh, a yeah. lift up and then you got out, and then the, um, the vehicle was already there and you just went down. They were one person, one so okay, usually are so yeah. So if you count Alpine coasters, there's another credit for you. And then there's also another Alpine coaster at CNR Properties um, called Alpine Coaster. So that's where's the other mountain coaster at? CNR Properties. 
CNR properties. Let me find where that's at. I don't see so you're looking at six credits here. If you're an absolute whore, it's seven. <laughs> Which is a, when you look at it that way, it's like, whore. yeah, this is kind of a, like a must stop in your, if you're looking to conquer America. CNR, like C and R or CNR? CNR. Okay. Not C and R. Um, not coming up on Google. Oh, I'm gonna have to RCDB now. CNR Properties. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. property management company. Oh. Alpine Coaster. Oh, I spelled Alpine wrong. There are two coasters named Alpine Coaster. I think there's more than that, RCDB. Uh, there's 29. Um, CNR. Maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe I'm um, maybe I'm full of shit. I swear I saw one. Glacier 300. CNR. Where's CNR? Hmm. I don't know. So maybe I'm leading you wrong here. Maybe this doesn't exist. Here, I'm going to modify the report to New Hampshire. Modifying to New Hampshire. Where are the states? Come here, states. I can't sort by states. Okay, we're just going to say it doesn't exist anymore. We've decided... It does not exist. Is that hard to find? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So maybe you don't come to the area since that one doesn't exist. All right. Well, we do get to move on to the next part of the trip, which we're kind of going away from New Hampshire and moving over to the coast to Maine. Fun town splash town usa is where we're going to be going to next but first this is all kind of around portland maine which is the biggest city inside of portland so before we go to fun town splashdown we got to learn a little bit about this city i think yeah so um yeah biggest city in maine there's my overview of portland Theme park style. You did some research. Is this place legit? Like, what is the biggest city in in Portland or in Maine have to offer? <laughs> yeah, um, this place looks pretty cool, actually. Um, so we'll run down the food a little bit. Um, Chef Jeff kind of prepared this, and you get we left him a laptop at the Hooters. Um, yes, <laughs> kind of laid all this out for us because you know he wasn't he's still hungry, so he wanted to check out a few more places. Right. Um, but a couple of places he suggested to eat at in Portland, Maine. Uh, number one was the Tandem Coffee, Coffee, Tandem Coffee <laughs> and Bakery, <laughs> or the Coffee, like I like to call it. Apparently, yeah. Um, yeah basically, this is a place. Um, these are some of the reviews that people have said about it. Uh, it says Portland's best coffee shop, or this is a place to fill your table with biscuits, icing covered morning buns the size of your head 
and several slices of pie and decide that there is no better way to do breakfast. So it sounds like the intro to a porno. <laughs> yeah. <Basically>, <laughs> you <laughs> go to Tandem Coffee and Bakery, uh, hands down. Another one, the Hot Supper, S-U-P-P-A, Southern Kitchen and Bar. Fill it up on French-style rolled omelets, corn beef hash, and buttermilk waffles for breakfast, or fried green tomato BLT and poutine with local cheese curds at lunch. Um, and there's a long list of sides that are vegan-friendly and gluten-free as well. So if you have any kind of dietary restrictions, the hot supper is a place to be. Right? Wow. That yeah, does look yeah. good. Southern cooking in Maine. I would not have expected that. I don't know. There's probably some Southerners made their way north and like, you know what? Let's feed them right. I agree. I think that's what that I think that's what happened there. Yeah. Um, it also has the bite into Maine. So bite into Maine serves six types of lobster rolls including a Connecticut style, which doesn't really make sense why you're in Maine and having Connecticut style, but hey, it's either here or there. Um, and, it, and this one has uh, comes with hot butter. Um, others tossed with chipotle or wasabi mayo, and there's some of the best in Portland. Um, there's also the Queso Cafe, the Quiero. Oh, wow, totally messed up. You're a great reader. I'm proud of you. I thought it said queso. No, it's actually the Quiero Cafe. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking Whoops. for. Um, this Latin cafe serves uh, baked sweets and savory empanadas, tamales, cubanos, and Colombian hot dogs. Um, just oh. a few of the best things on the menu. And last but not least, we have the Auto. Uh, this was ranked 6.6 to 7.5 on one bite, depending on location. So this is the Auto. Throughout the area. Um, here you find pizzas topped with everything from cheese tortellini to chicken, pear, fontina, but make sure to try the masher with mashed potatoes, scallions, and bacon. Um, there are five auto locations in Portland, so check them all out. I kind of I would love to have a pizza with cheese tortellini on it because I do love cheese tortellini. That sounds disgusting to me. Yeah, well, <laughs> so you have the, the masher if you want. Which actually does sound good, too. Now, I will say, um, I am not one for seafood, but if I am in Portland, Maine, I think I think I would have to try bite bite into Maine. Oh, 100%. I mean, Maine is known for their lobster rolls, so you, you have to. So, like, bite, in, bite into Maine is definitely on my list if I ever go here. And looking on the map, it looks like I could punt a football into the ocean from that restaurant. So, um, <laughs> you know, I think that's probably a good thing. You probably can, because there is a lot of ocean around there and a lot of cool things to do around there, too. So a couple of things to do around there. Number one is uh, go to Old Port. So Old Port is kind of like when you're thinking of a traditional New England fishing village, this is what Old Port is. I mean, you got these cobblestone streets, red brick buildings, um, these little shops. Um, it overlooks the Four River um and it was like and if you go in june in december there's different festivals going on and stuff and we're checking out but there's a lot of cool different restaurants there a lot of local like yeah, seafood places and i feel like this is like you said i know you're not a big seafood fan costa bro i love me some seafood mm. um i feel like you have to out here in the, the new england northeastern part of the states yeah i said that right um, also in Maine, I mean, what is Maine kind of known for and everything? And Portland has plenty of them. 
what, what lighthouses lighthouses yes so there's about five yes. awesome ones around portland to check out um so they all have like a vast amount of history and if you're looking to get the best instagram photos so if you got an influence in the group this is the place to take them get those gram photos so that so you get those influencers happy you know how well influencers if you want to do well make sure you do a reel at that white house yeah do a reel so, yeah do a reel pictures they don't go as far anymore oh mm. uh keep up theme park stud some of the lighthouses to, <laughs> to, uh, to to check out around the area. You got the one called Bug Light. Um, there's also Cape Elizabeth Lighthouse, Spring Point Ledge Lighthouse, Ram Island Ledge Light. Um, this one is kind of in the middle of the ocean. You're not going to be able to really get to it. Um, while other ones is kind of like a walkway to kind of get up to it. Um, but Ram Island's kind of out there, but it's so neat to check out. And then last but not least, the Portland Headlight, which always is fun, a good time. How would you rank your uh, your your lighthouses? Uh, I didn't really rank them. <laughs> um, I think that's something that we got to experience in person in order to rank them and stuff. Um, but I think it'd be Fair cool. enough. Some other things to check out is uh, go to Peaks Island. So basically, you have to take. A- what was that? Was it Pete's Island? Peaks, like P A K. So you take about a twenty minute ferry ride to get to Peaks Island, and this is like. Once you get on the island, there's only a population of a thousand people. So really small. Um, they have a real big laid-back culture there. And you, really while you're there, you can rent a golf cart to kind of tour the island, um, enjoy fresh seafood and drinks. And they have uh, two uh, museums on the island that are worth checking out. One is the World War II Museum, you know, very classic, you know, has a lot of information on there. Or if you want a little bit more kind of eclectic museum, there is the Umbrella Covers Museum. Not just Umbrella, <laughs> covers um and there's actually even an x-rated section of these umbrella covers to check out in this museum hold on now i gotta google that now <laughs> it umbrella. is thing onto the food you know uh we talked all about good food to eat but there's one thing you gotta eat when you're in pain pain <laughs> when you're in portland maine and also if you're in pain this is probably a good place to go to as well it is called the holy donut um hell yeah these, this is I saw this everywhere when I was Googling about Portland, Maine. And basically, it's made with Maine's, gro- uh, Maine's grown potatoes. So potatoes uh, sourced from Maine. Um, highly rated. They look delicious. Um, they do offer gluten-free ones and vegan-friendly ones. Um, they're not gluten-free certified or uh, in the oil they share when they cook all the donuts. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt if, if you do have those dietary restrictions. However, they look delicious. They highly rated. Check them out. And I'm always down for a donut, bro. Yeah. So really, when you're in Portland, you got to check out lighthouses. You got to drink and eat. That's pretty much what you're doing. And look at the naughty section of the umbrella covers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for that little rundown of uh, a town I've never even considered visiting. But now, I've only heard it like I've only heard it. A kind of ludicrous rap song. Yeah. <laughs> I've got chicks from Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine. It's in one of his freestyles on the Chicken and Beer album, I believe. <laughs> that's Portland that's how I know there is a Portland, Maine. Maine. It's a good it's a good lyric. All right. <laughs> so anyway, we'll go on to the amusement parks in this area. So I do believe we have two. Um, 
one much better than the other, but still some credits to grab here. So Fun Fun Town Splash Town USA actually Ooh. opened in 1960 as a drive-in restaurant called Marvel Drive-In. Um, when that opened behind the restaurant, the brother-in-law of the owner started to open up a mini golf course and he kind of added as time went along and the business was more successful to go-karts and archery range. And eventually it just kind of grew into this uh, theme park. So I actually watched a video on this. Um, I believe it was coaster studios had visited the park a couple years ago. And one of the things he explained is you could really tell that this park just kind of added to it when they could, where they could. And it's just kind of a winding path and a terrible layout of a park. Um, but when you kind of understand that history, it was just a guy that like started by just having a mini golf course in the back of his brother-in-law's drive-in <laughs> restaurant. Uh, <laughs> so it's just like, it's so wacky. So um, I think there's a lot of history and um, the people of Maine adore this park. Right. So, yeah, we'll go over the coasters here. Um, their premier coaster is definitely Excalibur, which is their CCI wooden roller coaster. So when we talk about CCI coasters that are still in operation, this is usually the one that people haven't got to yet. Um, sure. It's one of those. It's it's kind of like a twister layout. Um, and the reviews are like, it's, it's fine, um, but it's not great. So like it's it's kind of the coaster that brings you in, um, and again this was built in 1998, the height of 100 feet, drop of 82 feet, speed of 55 miles an hour, and uh, it's one of those coasters that's been there for a while. So like the trees look great around it, and it looks fine. It looks you know, it's not going to be a top woody, but it's not going to be a bottom woody, and that's what we're looking for in Maine. We don't need to be blown away in Maine. That's true. That's true. We're in Maine. We know what we need. And it's just a couple of credits. So the other coaster that is there is actually a wild mouse from Mauer. And it is from 2009. It's kind of your standard wild mouse to kind of, I don't know, round out the collection of two roller coasters. (laughs) Is that what you would say? Um, yeah, so those, those are your two coasters in the park. And then we have um, a couple of unique attractions. My personal favorite, probably the favorite of all of our listeners, is Atmosphere, which is the indoor scrambler. Yes. So for those only scrambler fans in the Discord, this is the place to be. And... People say that this coaster, or not this coaster, the scrambler, easy to get confused, doesn't run very hard. It's kind of a slower thing, but what's unique about it is there's almost like a laser show inside. Like there's so many lights that you don't mind that you're kind of going slow and just taking that in. So indoor scrambler is high on my list. So that kind of is my favorite flat there. They also have, I don't think you would expect this theme park stud. 220 foot tall drop tower damn called dragon's descent which looks very good looks like a great ride and then to round off their not very 
unique um, collection. They do have a log flume. They have a log flume, and it looks pretty good. It is one of those rides that um, the trees have grown, grown in pretty well here and might be one that I would hop on if I was at the park. Might not be. Might not want to get wet. But it does exist. It's called the Thunder Falls Log Flume. Yeah, I feel like the weather would be kind of a little cold up there to do log flume, even during the height of summer. Yeah. Well, when you only got like three rides, what are you going to do? <laughs> what you going to do? <laughs> You're probably hopping on it. So that's Funtown Splashtown. Now there is some food to mention for sure. Some of those include the barbecue pit. Yeah, barbecue pit has pulled pork, Philly cheesesteak, and watermelon, which I respect. When's the last time you went to a theme park and you had watermelon? I don't think I've ever been to a theme park and had a watermelon. It's never been an option. Why the fuck never is there option. not more watermelon? I know. What the hell? Think about it. the heat of summer. You're walking around. You don't want soggy French fries. You don't want those. You want a watermelon to rehydrate. So... I just you know, love that that was an option. I heard a rumor that um, our world's of fun. They're redoing their uh, like Chickies and Pete store. Yeah. About this on the last uh, episode. Check it out. It's going to be a, a huge watermelon. It's a huge watermelon stand. That's all I heard to put it in. Just cut your own watermelons. What if they just sold like big watermelons and just gave you knives? It'd be like thrown off of like the Mamba's watermelons. Yeah, that would happen a little bit too much. A lot of vandal- vandalization. All right. They also have the Horizon Tiki Bar, which at first sounds awesome. And then you realize, oh, they're not, it's non alcoholic fruit smoothies. What? Yeah. So it's not really Tiki Bar. Trigger Sam's all the way. Yeah. It should be. Uh, oh. <laughs> but um, honestly, fruit smoothie. Another thing you don't see in amusement parks very much. That's so, true. I do I mean, love fruit smoothies, so I'm not hating on the smoothie. Let's knock on a smoothie. But when there's a tiki bar option, come on. Yeah, if you call it a tiki bar, there better be alcohol. And then they sell uh, kettle chips and dip there. Yeah. Cool. I like it. And then they have um, a restaurant called Mainly Fries. And Main... It, oh like the, okay yeah you get, I get it. it i was like a it's a pun like, what else do they have <laughs> well it's just mainly fries no, uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so they have burgers fresh, fresh cut fries and um our canadian listeners i know we have quite a few of them poutine for your ass so you get a little taste of home mouth first then it goes to your ass right right so make sure you eat the poutine with your mouth not your ass yeah that's a very important detail from Theme Park okay. Stud. <laughs> and then um, one thing I do want to mention, too, they also have the Upper Deck Beer Garden. Why do you think they call it the Upper Deck? Why? Did you pee? It's on top of a restroom. I don't know. It's, That's cool. It's kind of funny. Like uh, You call it the Upper Deck, you'd think the Lower Deck would be something cool, but nah, it's just, it's just where you got to take a shit. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they do have main craft beer there. So definitely a stop. If I'm, if I'm coming to this park, I want to get a craft beer from Maine that I've probably never had. 
and then I want to go ride Excalibur and the Wild Mouse. You get a slice of watermelon. That's what's up, man. I'm telling you, if I go to this park, I'm getting that watermelon. All right. We'll move on to the next park as well. This is also very close. If you wanted to do something, you could Google the distance between Funtown Splashtown and Palace Playland. You could do that. Yep, and they are nine minutes apart. So you're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a nine-minute drive from each other. Wow. Uh, that's, that's kind of amazing. So Palace Playland is actually on the beach there. It's a very famous beach that I don't remember what it's called. Orchard Beach, maybe. It's a very uh, popular main beach. And this is basically going to be your boardwalk style park it's not on a boardwalk but it is a boardwalk style so to run through the coasters here at palace playland you have the 2018 sea viper which is a ride by preston and barbier i've never heard of them before but these are the people that make um the hurricane style rides like the traveling fair hurricane yeah so think that ride, but think bigger and like a unique layout. Lots of positive Gs, lots of helixes. Okay. Um, it look uh, and it's new, so it looks like um like this would bring if it's nine minutes from uh, Funtown Splashtown. I'm stopping in because this is probably a pay paper ride too. So you just buy a ride for this, buy a ride for the coaster, and get out. The other roller coaster that they have is called Wipeout, which is their SBF Visa roller coaster. Yeah. You know what that is. We've all seen those. And then if you count them, yeah, they suck. They also have an art, an outdoor dark ride that is called Orient Express. Some people would call it a credit, a kitty coaster. I call it an outdoor dark ride because that whole thing's powered. Okay. It's a powered coaster, so it doesn't count. But, you know, if you're one of those people that would pay money to pad your count with a powered coaster, you could do that here at Palace Playland. Okay. And um, I'm not even going to highlight the food for this park because you're probably eating the watermelon at Funtown Splashtown. Probably. And, Definitely. Um, you know, they do have some restaurants around the area, but I did not research them. There's no, there's not really any food inside this park outside of like snacks concessions that sort of thing it's a lot of parks theme park stud there's a lot of parks all right so you ready to leave maine oh uh, yeah let's let's leave it let's go somewhere else let's go somewhere else and let's get closer to boston which is the big city that we're kind of going towards here we're up in the new england area let's get down to boston where uh, some of the worst fans in history live it'd be great all right <laughs> canopy lake park this is honestly when i look at all the parks that we have lined up here this is the flagship this is the one that you you're probably traveling to um it's definitely the most well known the theme is very fun and canopy lake park the people of boston love it i like the website it looks fun, right? It looks like they're just yeah, in a cliff uh, in the Amazon looks, forest. <laughs> it looks very like up to date. Like 
they're definitely the most established. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'll give you a little bit of the history of Canopy Lake. And I do think I'm saying Canopy Lake right. Um, some people pronounce it differently. But if I am pronouncing it wrong, uh, they're just people from Boston that are probably mad. So um, the Red Sox suck is, anyway. So This is still technically in New Hampshire, not even in Massachusetts. Really? Yeah. So I don't know why Boston get mad because it's not even in your state. Well, the Boston fans are up there. Couldn't that be Boston? <laughs> All right. So this park opened in 1902 as a trolley park with gardens, promenades, and gentle attractions with, like, no electricity kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It closed down when trolley popularity died. So okay. that was in, like, 1932. Oh, wait. No, in 1932, a couple years later, they opened back up with modern electricity and eventually, um, a couple years later, Yankee Cannonball, their premier wooden roller coaster that still operates at the park, was added. And it's kind of the staple of this park. Um, this park is so popular that Stephen King later based his novel Joyland on the park. I know you're a big novel reader over there, theme park stud. Love Stephen King. Um, Do I? Yeah. yeah, you love that guy. I've actually never read any of his books. Me either. But um, it's good to know that. I want to read Joyland now. Well, you should. You should. I think it's a great introduction to Stephen King, probably. Probably sick and twisted. Anyway, Canopy Lake, um, to highlight their coasters, the most interesting coaster to me is the 2011 edition Untamed, which is a Gerslauer Eurofighter. And um, it has like a really fun theme to it. It looks like a, it looks like you're walking into a ski lodge with a bunch of antler decorations, and it's themed to a bear. You 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 load this bear, and you're riding, I guess, on the back of a bear through this Eurofighter. Um, one. So this is a three inversion Gerslauer Eurofighter. The bad part. It does have the over-the-shoulder restraints. So a lot of times people say those are kind of rough. And I do think this has that reputation of being just a little bit too rough to enjoy. Oh. Shame. So sad. Because oh, it's such a pretty ride. Can't like, you, what are you doing? Even the supports are like, they, they painted them to look like trees. That's cool. So I like that attention to detail. All right. The next coaster to mention here. You've got Yankee Cannonball, which is a PTC. Um, it's a PTC coaster, kind of an out and back classic. Um, I guess I guess GCI did some work to it, kind of recently, and did some reprofiling. Took some of the airtime out, but it's butter smooth, which I think is a good trade. And um, you know, it's kind of their classic kitty coaster. There, not kitty coaster, wooden coaster. Awesome. They consider, uh, I find something always interesting with all these websites. So I'm in their attractions. I'm filtering them by, you were talking about roller coasters, Yankee Cannonballs, like Thrill Ride. I couldn't find it. It's underneath the family rides. They list their coasters. Well, these Yankee Candle, can't candle. Yankee Candle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yankee Cannonball oh, wow. uh, under as a family ride instead of a Thrill Ride. That's beautiful, man. 
Um, they also do have a dragon powered coaster. By the way, the other park, that one's not a power coaster. It's just a kitty coaster. That one counts. This one is powered. So this is where you would be the whore. Oh, okay. So we're good at the other park. We just... Yeah. This is one we can whore up on. Yep. All right. Some other attractions to bring up. Another place with an indoor scrambler. I love New England. More indoor scramblers, light show, the whole shebang called Psychodrome. Psychodome. Okay. Pretty cool name. Um, I've also heard this one's a little bit more intense and um, just sounds like a blast. So the next one is, it is the technically mo- under the thrill ride section. <laughs> more thrilling than Yankee Cannonball, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Call it out the website. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They also do have uh, a dark ride. So the Mine of Lost Souls dark ride kind of starts off. You're in some scenes with some singing like coal miners and then you end up getting chased by the grim reaper gets pretty scary towards the end and this is actually the ride that um stephen king like he wrote it he's like all right got to make a book around this because it's so scary Mm -hmm. yeah so scary and then um also i'm just going to throw in their sky ride while it does look like a smaller version doesn't do like a transportation or anything just goes out and back and I'm kind of thinking the views aren't that great either. When looking at the park map, it just kind of goes over some kitty rides. But, you know, you and I, we love a good sky ride. Oh, yeah, definitely. Love to get on there and, you know, Go get back close to, to one another. <laughs> What's Go that? Back to Psychodome real quick. Um, it's kind of crazy on the website, too. They list out the maximum weight for each carrier. It's only 510 pounds, which I feel like is very low. That is pretty low. Yeah. So I think that's kind of interesting that like you get two 250 pound people in, in a vehicle, like you and Kyle, I, I you know, yeah. 50 by any means. But with Kyle and like say Matt, like I don't know if they could say if you ride that together. And I'm not trying to call them out, but it's just no, like, you're right though. There's for the ride. I know a lot of people, 250 over. Put that on your website. I feel like that's information the public shouldn't have for. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of confidence in writing that i kind of wonder if all scramblers technically have that and it's just like ignored yeah but i don't think they list those on their website it's probably just like a you know manufacturer requirement they usually just ride operators learn about yeah some great shrubbery around it around the psychodome oh yeah. psychodrome i i want to go to both these parks for sure especially being no, this one's a little bit closer to. I was thinking Portland. I was like the nine nine at like nine minutes apart. This one's a little bit farther. Yeah, it looks like good. It looks like a good one. All right, let's move on to the next one. Psych. We're going to talk about the food. I always try to skip the food. <laughs> All right, the food here. They've got a place called Cafe Dior, D apostrophe O R, and they. This is a location that proudly serves Starbucks. Do you understand what that means when someone proudly serves Starbucks, by the way? <laughs> what does that mean? So it means it's not a Starbucks location. Oh. They just like get trained by Starbucks to sell basic drinks. So like they'll serve like frappuccinos. They've is this got like, like a, the drip. 
Poppy. Is this like remember when we were in Orlando and we stayed at that hotel and our in our hotel lobby we could buy like yep. and stuff? Okay. It'd be like that. Like they might have basic espresso drinks and that's about it. Okay. But if you if you go up there and you're like, yo, can I get a pumpkin spice cold brew? They might not necessarily have it. So it pisses a lot of people off, to be honest. Uh, really? Back when I worked at Legoland, they started to proudly serve Starbucks. And they would get so mad if they couldn't get their favorite Starbucks drink. It's like, oh, we don't just, we're not a Starbucks. We just serve Starbucks. <laughs> and I think that just pissed people off a little bit more. But <laughs> anyway, they, they, they also have teas and refreshers and coffees. So um, got the fix there. The next one. Um, one of the more unique ones that I've seen in all the parks, Minuteman Clams. So this is over by their Splash Ride, um, which is called the Boston Tea Party. So got a good little theme there. And you can eat clams, lobster rolls. They got shrimp, fried dough. A lot of these parks have fried dough for some reason. Why the fuck not? Uh, you got a point there. It's called a donut, bro. It's called a donut. It's called funnel cake, but it's called fried dough here. Fried I don't know. And then you also have the Sons of Liberty Tavern, which has clam chowder and is a good stop for those that have are eat gluten-free or um, vegetarian, vegan options are going to be in this location as well. So there you have it. Canopy Lake. Um, another just thing to bring up about it. Pretty Park, known as pretty, good theming, um, kind of just as a park as a whole, you're probably looking at the best one of our six right here. Yeah, I say, Costa Bro, what, what would you say? Do you think you spent a whole day here? Is this a half a day park? What would you call this? I would call all of these a couple hours to half day parks. Okay. Let me, let me propose something to you. Kind of sh- okay. not trying to shorten up this trip, but like shorten up this section of the trip. Yeah. Uh, so we already know Play, Palace Playland, Funtown Splash Town, nine minutes apart. You could get to Canopy Lake from one of those parks, barring nine minutes here or there, which one you're at, yeah. uh, to Canopy Lake in an hour and 28 minutes. You could do all three of these parks in a day. All three of these in a day. So I'm thinking, you know, you're already fucking around in New Hampshire with uh-huh. Maine. We did our thing in Maine, you know, well, Okay, we were fucking around in northern New Hampshire. Now, now we're about to make our way a little loop down. We go to Maine. So we spend a day in Portland just doing Portland things. Wake up in Portland, go to Funtown Palace Playland, drive down to southern New Hampshire now. Yeah. Canopy Lake. I think that's a good, I think that's a good plan, theme parks, Dad. And spend a few days in Boston. Yeah. I like this a lot. This is a good I like trip. This. This might be the summer trip because I've, I've always said, like, I got to get up to this area. Um, you're going to see there's also some distractions, though, um, off to the west that we're going to cover in kind of the next two shows that you're kind of like, ah, fuck. I think I got to go there instead. Yeah. <laughs> or you can, like, pair Boston weirdly with uh, Connecticut and there's some good pieces in Connecticut. So it's like, what do we do? It's so hard. That's true. We'll figure it out though. All right, let's cover the last park and then we'll get into uh, Boston. Um, so this is kind of truly the Boston park and 
this one kind of had the most unique history of all of them. So it's called Edaville Family Theme Park. And basically this park opened. Well, it's got just like a long history of being a heritage railroad attraction. So you're going to see that like that one of the main rides is the railroad here. In 2011, the attraction basically said, we're going to go from Edaville Railroad and we're going to reopen as Edaville Family Theme Park. Yeah. So like, we're going to add on. Um, this park, basically, they've had heavy construction in between 2014 and 2017 to add different parts in this here amusement park. All right. Yeah. I like it. So how it's basically divided out, you have you just have this weird vibe of there is this Thomas land where it's all about Thomas the train. Thomas the tank engine. Okay. That's one part. You also have a dino land, which has a dino walkthrough attraction. Then you have cranberry land. (laughs) Which is like this indoor thing. Like I don't know what what's the main brand of cranberries that does the cranberry juice um remember that viral tiktok where the guy was on the uh the skateboard drinking the cranberry a, juice oh oh yeah yeah i don't know what the cranberry juice is but i i know it's like juicy juice no i don't think it's juicy juice no juicy juice not juicy juice but anyway they sponsor like this indoor portion so watch the video of this today uh again i think it was legend from from uh in the loop they visited this park and it is so weirdly patched off and peached together like you walk in and there's kind of an ugly ass lake then you got like this carousel on the side with a main street and then you got thomas the tank and then you got fucking dinosaurs it's a weird ass park so uh i'll talk about their coasters that they have um both of these were added in 2015 as a part of like their massive we're going to turn this into a family theme park. Troublesome trucks, the runaway coasters, and Perla family coasters. So this is kind of your premier attraction. And if you ocean spray, ocean spray. Thank you. Good work. Ocean spray. Yeah. I think they, it's probably the wrong brand, but um, I think that's who it is. <laughs> okay cool so ocean spray there you go Uh, but yeah troublesome trucks it's just your it's probably like 30 feet tall family coaster looks like a good addition for the park and it does have like one of those creepy faces of like thomas land like you know how like their trains with like the weird gray faces yeah it has one of those on the coaster trains it's in thomas land they also have the Spinning Lady Bug Coaster, another SPF Visa. So if you love SPF Visas, this is the trip to go on. I think that's the third one that we've brought up. So good for them. Some other attractions I've kind of already mentioned. Uh, they have their main train ride, which it's interesting because they have they've had their like classic train. So what they've done is they've put this fake lead car of Thomas the train with like the animatronic face. And he doesn't actually drive the car. It's the it's the actual train behind him. And it just pushes in front. So kind of a neat idea to retrofit an attraction that's been there for years and turn that into Thomas. So that was pretty cool. 
Their website is like one of the worst ones I've ever been on. Big website guy lately. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. And I think it actually fits the park because the park it, is super weird. It took just, me like five minutes to get to the rides and attractions. And yeah, because you have to like scroll down and it's... um. It feels like it's not done loading yet. Oh, it is. I know it. I know it is, but it doesn't feel like it is. Yeah. And that's all where and they have their they have a featured rides and attractions, just a spinning ladybug coaster one. That's the only one. It looks like yeah. a banner where more is gonna come through. And then oh. I think on that portion to take you to tractions, you can only go to the actual spinning ladybug coaster detail page. But then you scroll down and you see Explorer Edaville, and there's only two buttons, which it looks like there should be a third one that hasn't loaded yet. And the rides and attractions photo is just gingerbread houses. Has nothing to do, no coaster, nothing like that. Yeah, it's like winterized. So it's like, come see our gingerbread house. It's <laughs> super funny. Anyway, some other attractions to bring up too. Um, you've got Cranky's Crane Drop which is like probably a 60 foot tall drop tower, which is not, not really expected here. They have a scrambler. That's good. The jolly caterpillar, which is just an old ass looking ride that goes in a circle with a creepy mascot. That's good. And then um, I guess the other one to bring up would be the dino land walking trail, which is basically a dinosaurs alive with worse animatronics than dinos alive was at the Cedar fair parks. Even better. But it is included with emissions. Um, you have that. And then, like, if you just kind of scroll through the attractions here, it's just so funny and random. You have the clown train, the cranberry ball crawl, <laughs> which is just a ball pit. You have flying turtles. You have the nut tree. It's also fucking random. And I kind of love it. The astronaut it ride. Look like a nut tree. It's it's air balloons. <laughs> it's air balloons. Why do they call it the, the nut, nut tree? It's obviously air balloons. Does somebody bust a nut on the ride? What? <laughs> what is this place like? The bone shaker. <laughs> that it's jolly, um that jolly calico <laughs> looks anything but jolly. <laughs> So it's just, it's so weird and so random. And I think, I think if you go to this park, you just need to go in realizing one, this is a children's park and two, it's going to be random as fuck because children don't care. They don't care if there's an immersive theme. They just want to ride the astronaut ride in dino land. <sighs> anyway, let's talk about the food real quick. Um, this was the hardest website to find food on because it is winterized and, um, the website basically says we have our snacks open for the winter attraction or our winter event that we do. So um, there is a place called Hobo Eats, which is just fried dough. Fucking <laughs> 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 weird. Um, there's a place called Porky's Barbecue that I couldn't tell you shit about because there's no information. There's just the name of it. Um, I'm assuming there's going to be some pulled pork. And then you have Casey's Cafe. Again, nothing. I just assume that's one of their biggest. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't even know if it's on the park map. It looks like a big IT restaurant. Guy, do they have on their team? Like, <laughs> this dude must be blind. Yeah, it's um, it's not great. But there you have it, Edaville. Which I mean, if you're in Boston and you need two credits, you're here. 
I don't know. This is, it's hard. Uh, is it worth the money? We don't have kids. I don't, don't want to go to see this place in person. Like, if you have a theme park podcast, you got to go. Yeah. We got to go. And I think it would be worth it for two credits and a dino walk. And then just to see all the hilarious bits in between. Uh, hold on real quick. All right. So we're going to, are we good to move on to Boston? Yeah. We are good to move on to Boston. I think I'm going to Boston. I think I'll find a new life. All right. Remember that song? I do not remember that song. Jesus. Jesus. It was a hit, dude. You should look up that song. It's called Boston. Okay, I'll look it up. Don't do it now. I mean, we are um, we're doing. We got some food to talk about in Boston. That's that's what we're about to do right now. Let's talk about the food then. Let's talk about the food. So number one, we're just we're just going right off the bat with some pizza. Let's go. Yeah, Regina's. Wait, Regina, Regina, Regina. That's how we go. Wow, you are so good at reading. I'm so proud of you. Gina Pizzeria. 8.7 on one bite. 9.1 Dave score. Wow. Is that Costa Bro? You you live and breathe on that site. You put that app every day. Am I right? Um if a 9.1 from Dave would if you're in the nines, it's like travel to this territory. Like you go to Boston for the pizza and then you go to Edaville. <laughs> wow. So like, yeah, that's and and even a user score of eight seven is is really high. So this um, is fucking good, apparently. Yeah. I mean, people are busting out nine ones. I'm looking at pictures of it, and it looks like it's it's gonna be up there with one of your favorite pizzas. It, really? it looks like kind of a New York style pizza. Um, which I have I mean, you're, cl- you're close to find New York. It real quick. Yeah. Where did I put that up again? That was right in front of me. Now, what's kind of funny, there's also another Regina Pizzeria. Yeah. And it's awful. So you got to go to the one in Boston. Oh, uh, not the not the 5.8? Not the one with, because um, there's one like with Guy Fury. Guy Fury in there. <laughs> and they like bury it. And that one's in that one's in Connecticut, so don't go to the Con- the Connecticut. Oh, wow. Wait. Yeah, you got to go to the Boston, Massachusetts one. Don't go to the one in Connecticut. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay. How do I get, like, big photos? You got to look at the reviews oh, and pictures man. people took. Yeah. Oh, that looks so good, dude. Explain to us what you're looking at, theme park. I'm looking a... at heaven. All right. If heaven was wet... <laughs> What's kind of fun about what these next couple of episodes of the theme park of our great cousin road trip, we are in like pizza paradise. Like we're dipping into it and this is like the intro. So Uh, yeah, this is definitely, I I would definitely check this out in Boston. I I feel like this trip should be a coasters and pizza trip. Like I mean, that's what I'm saying, bro. We're going to be blowing up the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Which what what is a cuzzy road uh, a cuzzy trip to a park without the boys and without a stop in every five to ten minutes to take a shit? 
<laughs> it's, 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 it's that true. is our mo when we go to the parks. Like we really, we really check out the bathrooms. That's why it's really best to go with only one or two of us because the bathroom, if not, like, and just thinking back, the bathrooms and theme parks have been some of the best moments of my life. Yeah, like that should be an episode. Cal- I'm thinking about our California trip. I think that's. Yeah. I think that was a trip that really we realized our bathroom habit in theme parks and we peaked i think we peaked on that trip when it came to the bathrooms of theme parks especially me i think so yeah anyway let's get back to the sunny la we're gonna be going all the way back to boston here we need to talk about some more food right after that bathroom we're bouncing all around the globe homie (laughs) oh man um anyways uh we're not international we're stateside we're talking about some fantastic pizza check that out yep he was still in New England area. We got to check out the seafood. We got legal. Oh, wait, real quick. Let's go back to the pizzeria real quick. Let's go back. We didn't really. Uh, we just talked about the score and how it looked. So there's a little bit more. We could actually describe the ambiance going to be around. So this is this pizza. The, the oven was built in 1888. Wow. And its cooking surface remains intact to this day. To this day, son. To this day. Like, this is insane. This pizza is like. This is like almost as no, I'm not gonna say that joke. It's it would have been bad. It's historical uh, though. Like I think you're looking at a historical yeah. it's a historical oven. It really is. The crust on a pizza from Regina's is simultaneously chewy and crispy. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but it is. And there's why it's a nine-one bubbles on the exterior ring. Mm. There will most likely be a wait outside, but it will be worth it. Hey, just like any good roller coaster, it's worth waiting for. Exactly. There's always going to be a line for those very good ones. Man, mm-hmm. this is this is insane. Anyways, that's number one on the list. That's like a must you have to do. Yep. Uh, some other ones to go down. Obviously, we're in New England. We got to hit seafood. We got legal seafood here. No chowder. Oh, my God. I forgot about chowder. This is, this is okay. So I'm going to be honest with you. My dad talks about this restaurant so like to see this on the list i'm like okay so it's known for clam chowder and my dad is not an enthusiastic eater like he does not like to explore but he tried the clam chowder here and he literally said you go to boston for legal seafoods oh shit yeah yeah so no chowder list is complete without the seafoods giants Salt pork and cracklings of the ante and combined with rich cream and clams. Mm. It's so celebrated. The chowder is available online. www.eatyourfuckingchowdermotherfucker.com Dot com. Is that <laughs> real? I don't know, but that's just the most <laughs> Boston thing I could think of. <laughs> I think we need to buy that domain and just link it so we can see this. <laughs> just as like an appreciation. Yeah. Give them another yeah, but- route. But okay, I'm gonna look it up now because I've never actually legal seafood, and I'm just gonna Google image this shit. Oh yeah, half of this podcast is just gonna be us going. Oh yeah, yeah dude, I'm I'm right Thanks here with mic. you. I'm about to look at this up. I'm looking at this picture where it's just like all the seafood, and then it just looks like there's a live ass lobster. Just like oh yeah, yeah, eat me, motherfucker. Because you know it's that thing was alive ten minutes ago. We're in Boston, you know. This is, oh this my. is a seafood place. God, look at that! Crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah this is. I want that in me. 
this looks like it could be the best sea place food in the world. You know what I mean? I don't know. You got Japan, bro. Okay. In in the US. (laughs) I realize there's oceans other places. Sorry. That was very American of me to say. (laughs) No world, bro. Um, Oh, no. Damn, we're killing it. Okay, that was just number two. We got more. We got people. How can we even, like, we got... If we got dinner for two days already. planned. I don't know how many days we're staying in Boston, but right there, we are blowing up bathrooms in Boston. <laughs> um, okay, number three, the local or local. Um, they have celebrated lobster mac and cheese. That's one of my favorite dishes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, plus lots of other tasty options like pizza, steak, and sandwiches. So yeah. local in our life as well. Looking at pictures, and I'm just going to add, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Kelly's roast beef. You know, we, we wow, got, that's graphic. Yeah, <laughs> we know, <laughs> we know why you put this on here, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> this shop has carved out its place as one with arguably Boston's most famous roast beef sandwiches. Wow. Thin slices are piled on a grilled sesame seed roll. Head to Revere Beach to visit the original location. Those multiple locations of Kelly's roast beef. Is Kelly a chick? I don't know. Whoever it is, apparently a good roast beef. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got a picture of the logo. I'm gonna, there's, there's some sort of human on top of it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna zoom in. Is that a female? <laughs> I don't know. It looks like a dude with like a chef hat. Okay. I kind of wish it was a chick because Kelly's roast beef would be a great name for it. <laughs> but yeah, that sandwich looks, um, it looks like if Arby's was good, you know? Yeah, that's a hundred percent. I wonder if Arby's like started because of like this place. Maybe. Yeah. Have to ask Kelly. Have to ask Kelly. And then last on the food list, you know, at this point we are stuck. But we gotta we gotta go one more, you know. We always squeeze it in. Some burgers. We like them burgers. So you mm-hmm. definitely gotta go to Boston Burger Company. Come for the burgers, stay for the hash freak frappes. No. Cousin to milkshakes. Yeah, if you are already full, this is not the place to go. This is <laughs> this is like I almost feel like a bunch of cities have this now where they just like Let's make this like pornographic burger and just make it like add all these toppings and like create heart attacks. And that is what this is. Oh my God. You know what I mean? How do you feel about places like this? Yeah, dude, this is just too much. I've, I've ate at Vortex once or twice and like, I, like you, you gotta go, I guess. But like after you've been to like a couple of these burger places that are just over the top, like I don't need an over the top burger. I love that you called it a pornographic burger. I mean, what do you? What else do you call That's this? Exactly what it is. I okay. I, I just Google <laughs> burger company. I'm looking at the images right now as well, and it, this is piles of onion rings, piles like, of burgers, I mean, piles of mac and cheese. I it honestly makes me sick to my stomach looking at it. It does. Like, I'm not even remotely craving this. Now, I looked over at the freaking frappes. 
Mm. Yeah, lie. I'll fuck with one of those. I would fuck with a frappe. Like, yeah. yeah and even like those, I, even those are powder. Okay, I'm looking at one right here. Um, it's a, uh, it's a chocolate one in the frappe portion. And this frappe is you're in a mason mason jar, people. That's that's what you're getting. Mm-hmm. But on top of it is a piece of chocolate mousse cake, and on top of that is another piece of red velvet cake. So it's definitely just as pornographic. Uh, yeah. But for some reason, that one I feel like is more. Honestly, if you're eating one of these. Whoever's eating two, like Caleb said, they're gonna have a heart attack in the next five years. Yep. I hate to this say is, it, but this is not a place you like. If you're worried about your cholesterol, fucking don't walk in. Don't go to Boston. Number one. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> we are not doctors. Let's just put a discussion. <laughs> I don't know if you guys thought we were. Um, I know uh, we come off very uh, scholarly sometimes. Yes. Um, <laughs> just out there, you need to please consult your doctor, a trained professional, that if that you should be going to Boston in the first place. That's all I got to say. This is true. Just in the air, you're going to be getting cholesterol. The air there is probably very <laughs> you're definitely getting cholesterol calories with that with your breasts. Yes. Food. Goddamn. All right. So so we've eaten the food here. And there's probably some fun things to do, right? Oh, yeah. There's some fun things. Um, and it, there's a lot of things. I mean, there's everything to do in Boston. And I don't want to I don't want to take one from you. Um, but I'm I'm a huge Boston Red Sox hater. Yeah. Um, it, it's just you know, in my childhood, I was a I was a Yankee guy, which, you know, probably makes a lot of people hate me. I'm not a, I'm not a Yankees fan anymore. Derek Jeter's gone. Like all my heroes have left. And, um, but for me, the one thing I would have to do is still go to um, Fenway Park and, and watch a game there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is one of my things on my list for sure. Like I said, you know, you don't want to take it away, but you did. And yeah, that was, uh, that's like a must thing to do. It's like rated like number two, if not the one thing to do in Boston is to go to game in Fenway Park or go on a tour of the stadium or something like that. It's just one of the dumbest fucking fields I've ever seen. Like let's just let's just build this hundred I don't know how tall the green monster is. But like let's make it real fucking short over here. But let's make it to where like if you hit a really hard pop fly it's a home run. <laughs> it's like yeah and that's okay. And then like dead center, let's make it like fucking 480 feet. So there's no home runs. And then right field, let's let's make the fence knee high. <laughs> like, why the fuck does this place exist? <laughs> Fucking Boston. <laughs> and 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 then they'll complain about Yankee Stadium. <laughs> like, oh, the, 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 it's a home run park. And it's like, do you not see the fucking ridiculous thing you built in left field? <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. I've never known. <laughs> much about that until this recent though yeah and you went on that was the best thing i've heard and i learned so much in that too yeah so they, there's baseball there's baseball but yeah you have to i mean i saw that and i'm not a baseball fan Costa broke could contest that mm. my, my least favorite sport i think yeah like you'll go to a game for the beers yeah yeah i mean i don't know what any sport that i would maybe put a little above it like maybe like some obscure sport, maybe. I don't know. Like I'm Disc not, golf. 
fucking this is <laughs> the best, bro. The best. Um, no, I'll say maybe like skateboarding or something like that. But now I'm into snowboarding, so <laughs> so I might be converting. So yeah, no skateboards, I don't really fuck with. Um, anyways, I'm gonna move on from that. But I'm not a big baseball fan. But when I saw that on the list, I was like, oh yes, I want to go mm-hmm. there for sure. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like with all the food we eat, we need to get outdoors. <laughs> we need to get some steps in, like, and I feel like that's going to be for our health, um, especially in this in this area of the country. Uh, yeah, that's a must thing to do in Boston. So, especially you know, we're probably going to be there during the summer, anyways, hitting these theme parks. There's obviously going to be some Boston Red, Red Sox games, so get to them, check it out. Um, I actually have a friend that works at Fenway Park, um, so. When we get to go see your friend. Yeah. Um, her and her husband, I used to work with them at Universal. They're awesome people. That's what's up. Uh, so even if, you know, just even grabbing a beer with them. So speaking of, that's another thing, great thing to do in Boston is to uh, drink. Get drunk <laughs> and um, get into bar fights and, and, and piss on walls. Exactly. Most Boston thing of all time. Um, but for real, like there's a lot of great breweries around there um obviously a lot of a lot of awesome pubs and everything around there and kind of breaking down like kind of the night scene here and i was going to talk about all the different kind of districts and places to go where there's a you know little settlement of bars and then we're going to start with quincy market so this is going to be probably the most touristy area of boston so um there's a lot of world-class bars and pubs there though but everyone's going to be going there so it's very costly drinks are going to be at least ten dollars and not more, um, and it's going to be a lot of tourists there. So this is going to be comparable. You know, Coastal Bro, you and I live in KC. I'm a, this is Power and Light all day. So probably a little bit better than Power and Light because it, it has a little bit more history there versus just chain bars. Probably going to have yeah. a few chain bars there, but it'll be a little bit different there. So, but okay. an interesting crowd that's going to be kind of douchebaggy-ish. <laughs> You're in Boston, bro. Everybody's going to be a douchebag. That's true. That's true. Um, and uh, yeah, but I think it, if you're around the area, maybe grabbing lunch out there, stopping to grab a drink, just kind of checking out, that'll probably be something to do. But really setting up shop, spending you know, a night out there, I'm going to pass on that one. There's some better places we'll go to. Um, and one that's a little bit better, but still kind of uh, the same. And I'm, I'm definitely going to mess this up. But it looks like the Faneuil Hall, um, it's F A N E U I L. Space Hall. Um, so very interesting name. Um, I'm sure some kind of it sounds like a certain thing when you have a Boston accent. I don't have that. Um, and uh, but basically it's it's gonna be another touristy one as well, but maybe not as touristy as the last one. Um, but it is gonna be uh heavy on the pockets, it was known for, so it's expensive. Um, and so it's not really uh it's not really as like non-touristy if that's what you're looking for. But so now we're getting to some areas that are a little bit better. I think it's going to be a little bit um, better for everybody. You get to North End. North End is primarily known for its restaurant scene. So it has a lot of great restaurants. Probably some that we mentioned are probably in that area. But it has some great bars to complement these restaurants. Um, it is located near the last one. So um, basically, you could go to both places within the night because they're so close to each other. So if you did want to check out a touristy area, had a group that was there, you could you know maybe convince them like, hey, this isn't really working out. Let's check out North End. It's really close, and you actually show them a better time. Uh, so that that that's a good option as well if you have certain people in your group. 
Um, but the last, uh, another one, the downtown slash financial district. This is going to be, has some of the fanciest pubs and bars, and most of them are high end. So it's a great posh crowd. So this is going to be kind of like um, those like real, you know, uppity people. Um, so you kind of want to stay away from that area. <laughs> However, for a noisy, loud nightclub, um, you're not going to find it out there. But if you do have a in, ideal for a good, intimate date, that's where you want to go, though. So there is a, there is a, a, there is something good about it, even though most of it kind of sucks, in my opinion, just by reading about it, looking at it. Mm. Um, but here's kind of a really cool one: um, the the Boyston slash Newbury area. Um, and basically, um, this kind of has a plenty of options for everyone to choose from. Um, you can quite literally get lost in the number of bars and pubs that are around there. So there's so many of them. Um, and you'll find this is where a lot of locals will kind of be at. So um, this is kind of ultimately where they post them out to work. So, you know, if the locals are going there, that's probably the more kind of real part of Boston in the field versus those other ones are a little bit more touristy. Um, and then also we're near, we're near Ivy League. So you can always go down to Harvard Square and there's a lot of, uh, pubs down there and you're going to probably rub shoulders with a lot of Ivy League uh, um, people, you know, people from Cambridge, Middlesex, South End, all of those and everything. So um, a lot of them we can check out. There's a few more on there as well that are kind of closer to the beaches and bays that are around there. So, uh, but those are kind of more typical, kind of a little bit more fisherman style sea and tropical or funny tropical because it's cold up there type of places. Um, nice. Places to drink, a lot of good breweries as well that we didn't really touch into, but you know, got to go in that. And then, really, there's a lot of history here in Boston. So, the next thing you're gonna kind of want to do is you're gonna probably want to check out some museums. And one place to kind of start on is the Freedom Trail. So, the Freedom Trail, it's about um, total, um, let me see how long it was. I just saw it. Um, but basically, it's just about two miles long overall. And it winds through Boston with a series of both pathways to keep you on track. Um, there's some big name uh, attractions you kind of go by, like uh, the museum. Um, you go by the Revere House, Paul Revere House, the Bunker Hill Monument, the USS Constitution, and uh, the USS Constitution, I just said that, and the site of the Boston Massacre of 1770. So the Freedom Trail is probably one of the most historic sites in our country. And I think this is a must-do thing in Boston. A um, lot of great museums around Boston as well. You got the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. There's this beautiful courtyard that's out there to check out. Um, there's a rowing center you could also check out. It has a history of rowing and how that, why it's such an Ivy League heavy sport. Um, a lot of great parks around this area. So there's a lot of great things. And there's a there's a famous coffee shop, Polkery Coffee, that you have to check out. Um, I think it's famous because of certain shows. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, What's it called again? You kind of broke up there. Sorry about that. Uh, Polkery's Coffee. Or uh, Polkery's Coffee. I don't know how to say it. Um, <laughs> Basically, it's a passed down from generation to generation. Pokery's Coffee is an old-fashioned coffee house. That also, seeds nuts, herbs, spices, and other Italian cooking goods. Interesting. So, yeah, that looks. Uh, if you look up a picture of it, it is. It looks old school as shit. It's super cool yeah. looking. I feel like it's from like a show or something. 
it's got to be like in B-roll or something. Yeah, probably. Anyways, like I could go on and on about different attractions to do in Boston. So really, I think this is a place that has a little bit of everything for everybody. You're going to find what you want out there. And so really, if you go out there, if there's a certain thing that I, did, I left off and didn't talk about, I'm sure they have it. So look it up. But if you're interested in any of those things, I think those are the ones to start with for sure. Hell yeah. You know, as a guy that uh, hates on Boston um, probably for the last 20 years of my life, kind of want to go. <laughs> it looks like a really cool city. It looks amazing. And you can really pair it with a lot of theme park options. We got to check it out, bro. Yep. Lots of pizza in the area. Lots I think it's time to pull the trigger. Lots of lobsters. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that was a great stop on the road trip. Didn't think we were going to hit six parks at any of our shows. I know, right? So uh, kind of fun to do that. And um, yeah, it's time to plug our shit. So make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Coaster Cuzzies. Make sure you rate our podcast. Let us know how you like us. And um, we also have some merchandise, coastercuzzies.com slash store. Click on the link at the top of the page. It'll take you to all the merchandise you need for Christmas last second. There's no way in hell you'll get that in time for Christmas. But, um, (laughs) you know, it's always good to have a late Christmas gift. And then um, also just one more thing. I am going to launch. I know we brought this up on the last show but i'm making it official this weekend coffee with coaster bros back it'll be our little christmas gift for you so you'll find it on instagram live this weekend we have i don't know if i'll do it christmas morning or the day after christmas we'll find out and um we're gonna put it on the podcast feed so you can also check it out in audio form as well so it's gonna be a party it's back. Merry it's Christmas, back, motherfuckers. It's back. Speaking of Christmas, Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hope it's jolly and bright. And um, make sure you guys watch uh, Muppets Christmas Story because that's the best Christmas flick of all time. If you're in Kansas City this weekend, it's going to be 65 degrees on Christmas. So. Won't have to scrape the windshield. <laughs> well, Won't have to do that at all. Wear your shorts, T-shirts. That's right. <laughs> we just survived hurricane winds of the night, and now we got sun. You know, we got a spring day for Christmas. There you go. What is one up? day winter will show up? <laughs> one day. One day. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this trip. I think this. I think this is a cool area. I think this is. It's wacky. It's weird. Doesn't make any sense. But guess what? It's it's a place to be. You know, okay, real quick. So before we sign off, I forgot to sign off. We were talking about um, uh, what was Edaville. Yeah. Just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Doesn't. They're probably the same people that made Fenway Park. Probably so. Probably, probably the same people that made Boston. Probably. I mean, this none of this makes sense. We just solved Boston. We just broke the code. And oh my God, this is gonna go crazy. We're going viral on this episode. Yeah, we're definitely going viral because we just yep. broke the code of Boston. Broke the code. And on that, we're asking. thanks for tuning in to the Coast of Cousins podcast. You know what to do, America. Stay fly. Bing bong. That's breaking the code. <laughs>